Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Real Rewind. Uh, I know we said that we were doing Clash of the Titans review this week, but unfortunately we are all sort of going out for the bank holiday and we didn't get a chance to record an episode. So instead, we've dug through our archives and we found a review that me and Callum did back in December 2019 uh, for The Irishman. So we thought we'd upload that so you don't miss out this week. So enjoy, guys. Real Rewind starting. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> you didn't do it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I thought you were going to do it, and that was our intro. I didn't know it was both of us. You could both do it. I don't know. Uh, okay, yeah. So, um, uh, I uh, I watched The Irishman literally yesterday and today because I couldn't do it all in one go. No, I and... did. I watched it in the morning, and I finished it about mid afternoon. You watched the whole thing in one go. Yeah, kind of. I paused for like lunch halfway through and stuff, but I really couldn't do it. I put it on last night, and um, uh, yeah, because it came on Thursday, didn't it? So did you watch it on Thursday? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I watched. I started watching it last night. I was going to watch it on Saturday, but then I was sort of like it dawned on me the length of it, and so I watched about say about fifty minutes at the beginning of it. So I got to like yeah, like like a fair like a, quite a light bit into it, and then today I just thought for just thought for this morning and watched literally two hours and forty five minutes of it in one go, and even that did me in. It is so long. I think that's the biggest negative of the film. Like, I think it's really great. I think it's a really, really great film. But I don't think I will ever watch it again because it's just so long. I'm the exact same way. Like, okay, I'll, I'll always say it now. Like, my opinion of this film, like, I think it was a really good film, really, really great performances, all great all round. But yeah, like, I kept seeing reviews and stuff saying, oh, yeah, this film is like, it doesn't feel like three and a half hours. But to me, it really did. It really dragged out. And I think, really... yeah. I think a lot of that, though, is because a lot of it is, like, talking. Like, there's not that much, like, action that when it's talking for three and a half hours, it really drags out. That's the other thing as well. I think that's just from a Scorsese film, isn't it? Because, uh, obviously, this film, yeah, this film isn't... Obviously, it's exciting in a way of, like, of a storytelling perspective, but it's, um... There's no... Obviously, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's some... Obviously, a bit of violence, a bit like Simply Murders, because obviously he is obviously a hitman, essentially. Mm. But um, yeah, for the whole film, like yeah, a lot of talking. Because great dialogue, I can't knock that. Great script, but, um, but yeah, it just dragged on some bits of it. Well, that's the thing is, is I think it's an amazing film. I think it's really well shot. The the script is great. All of the performances are fantastic. I think that the de aging effect is noticeable at points. Like I especially think um, Robert De Niro. He had really like blue. It just yeah. was weird at some points. I was going to mention that because like I. I I saw like something again. Like obviously, I, I tried to avoid. I didn't watch. It, I didn't watch a trailer for this film. I went in completely blind. But obviously, you can't dodge the um, what people saw say online. So he's popping your phone and that. And someone just kept mm. saying blue eyes. And I went, "What's that mean?" I flipped it on and went, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Um, I think it, yeah, it's noticeable there. There was a, definitely a shot of Joe Pesci where I was like, "This looks like a PS4 cutscene." <laughs> but generally, it was pretty good. I just think that if I want to watch The Irishman again. I'm just going to watch Goodfellas because I think Goodfellas is better than this and it's shorter. I completely agree. And yeah. it, like, I, I don't know. Like, it sucks that uh, Irishman gets compared to Goodfellas because I think Goodfellas is such a good film. And Irishman is really good as well. I just think that Goodfellas is like a step above this. No, I completely agree. Like, um, I do think though, this is definitely like, it's nice when we, we, this film now because obviously it's been a while since we've had a film like this, I'd say. Because obviously like, um, because he's got Scorsese's past films. What was the last one? Would that have been Wolf of Wall Street, possibly? Was that his last one? 
Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, but that, that's another game where that was quite a long film. I think that probably clocked in around probably nearly three hours as well, maybe two hours forty-five. But that didn't that didn't feel like it because that had a bit more excitement in it, so it kept you in more. I think also it like was just shot, um, just more up upbeat and more pace, like. Because when you said we haven't had a film like this, I kind of thought, well, Vice is kind of like this. But I think well, Vice is more sort of takes an effort to keep things punchy and keep things upbeat and keep things going and have interesting ways of changing the story. Whereas this kind of didn't. It had the three timelines, but they didn't seem that that crazy. Like they, they just seemed more like a framing device than a way of keeping things interesting, I think. No, yeah, that's that's I, I, I agree with that. I, I did. That's another thing as well. Like a lot of films doing this now late as well, where it's doing like the whole the whole narrating thing. Like, because obviously for the whole film, De Niro was obviously being like, it was essentially, well, it wasn't really. It was like he was being interviewed, wasn't it? Like at the the home you would have, was like home or hospital he was in. Was that overall? Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I thought it was going to be him being interviewed. Um, yeah, that confused and me. And then it wasn't. But so I don't. Yeah, because I, I was watching it and it, it felt obviously the cam was shot and like put up like it was an interview of someone. In, yeah, like I said, him talking to the camera. Like, but then I, I was at, at the end of the whole film, I was expecting like someone's like come up and go, oh, so actually, like, no, this, this, you see the guy he's talking to, possibly or the person. But yeah, it didn't happen. So I was a bit, oh. Hmm. Yeah, well, it's based off of a book, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's based on a book called a book, I Heard is... You Paint Houses. Yeah, which yeah. I think is a better title. I feel like that's what he wanted it to be called, but they changed it. Because. They, it's called The Irishman, and they do occasionally reference that Robert De Niro's character is Irish, of like Irish descent, but they yeah. don't ever really mention it. I don't know if they do mention it, and I just missed that. Or um, I think they mentioned what? it. I think it it, it was um, white near the beginning uh, when he first met. Um, it would be uh, uh, Russell. Uh, uh, I got passes wrong. But is it Buffalino? Was that the, the crime? Yeah, name? Buffalino. Buffalino. Yeah. yeah, I think when he first met him, he, he was, That's when he was talking about like. Um, like is like is is Irish descent and stuff, and him saying because then they both mentioned how like they both live in the same place in Italy as well, didn't they? Yeah, well, that's the thing is yeah. is he's the Irishman, but he has that, and they do say like, oh yeah, I am Irish, and I think they mentioned it a couple of times. But then he talks to Joe Pesci about being Italian descent as well, so I think he's mixed. Yeah, and then there is a point where Al Pacino, uh, Al Pacino's character Jimmy Hoffa is talking about like, oh, that now that JFK's in, he's like gonna help the irishmen and not help the italians but for the title of the film they never really mentioned the fact that he was irish and that i is, think that, that is true yeah they probably wanted he probably wanted to call it i heard you paint houses but they kind of refused that because that's also what the it starts off with the film's yeah. like title is i heard you paint houses well i heard apparently that was like the on title on the on screen title originally it was gonna be called that but then yeah i guess they changed it because i suppose like you know we think it's a better title i suppose the irish is a bit more snappier isn't it it's something more well i think that's yeah. it because on again in the i don't think it ever says the, like the title screen of this film does it say the irishman because i know it definitely I, says i heard you paint houses i don't think the, like, it does say the irishman it sounds it's probably something that they just they probably could have called it like that later i, I want to bet but, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, that was confusing to me a bit. But the book is he, the author went out and interviewed the guy. Like these are real people, and he interviewed the real Sheeran. So I thought that was going to be the point of like it would then pan out to someone playing the author and was like, oh, this is a good book or whatever, and be like a little, I guess, kind of breaking the fourth wall a bit. But then it just didn't. He just kind of panned out and he was talking to us, which was different it wasn't bad but yeah. it, it, i was just expecting that throughout the whole film 
Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I like also nothing like the, like the the time clocking in. Um, I do think they, like, I think they released it like that because they said, oh, this is all necessary. But I do think you could have cut out at least half an hour to forty-five minutes of that whole film. I think anyway. I don't know what you there think. Was, of that. Yeah. yeah, there was a bunch of stuff where you could definitely have like cut some stuff out. Again, like Goodfellas. Goodfellas is not um short by any means. No. Um. But I think that that has like the same basic kind of story of this young person who's kind of like moving up, yeah, brought into this seedy underworld and sort of rising through the ranks and seeing the good and seeing the bad of that lifestyle. And I think the Irishman does a better job at showing like the human side of that, like the effect it has on his family and his like friends he has to betray Mm. someone who like he cared who like brought him up and stuff like that and then like him as an old man is showing that he's like willing to die alone because of what he's done i that is better handled in the irishman but i think the overall narrative is similar to that of goodfellas and it just does it like better and quicker yeah definitely it stays more interesting there was big chunks of the irishman where i was just not that interested in it yeah, I completely agree with you. There's parts of it where, like, that's the exact same point. It's like, do you want the points where I was like, well, I need a break now for this long one time? was a bit where I was like, well, I'm going to pause it and come back later because I was getting a bit bored. But there's mm. some scenes in the whole film that I do think, i got to admit as well, Al Pacino, I think personally, out of everyone, Al Pacino was a standout in this film because I thought he had some, it's some of his scenes, he just stole, he stole the scenes to some of them. I would say so. I would say him and Joe Pesci. Yeah, I think Joe yeah. Pesci plays a certain, like, because essentially he does play a similar character in Goodfellas. Yeah. And, Kind of the same in Home Alone as well. Like <laughs> he is very good at playing that character, but I think yeah. I think yeah. everyone was generally really good. But I, I do think I, I generally was... forgot he was in Home Alone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah he I... did that the same year as Goodfellas, didn't he? Yeah, he Wasn't did. Goodfellas and Home Alone the same I year? I think they were. Yeah, and it was such different. Well, I suppose, like you said, you said they, you kind of see like parallels to that character between both. So yeah, it does kind of work. Um, <laughs> he's just like the short angry man but short angry man yeah but some scenes though like and she's always got to start to me boys and that but um yeah so um, there was some there's some scene with Pacino where like my, one of my favorite scenes made me laugh a lot was the bits where like there was the, there was the meet it was a meeting he had and the guy was you know was it 20 minutes late or something and he was mm. saying like oh yeah i know wait no more than 10 minutes he's going i was like it's 15 minutes no it's 10 15 and then just keep going back and forth like 12 and a half <laughs> and then the end of it i was just fucking like twats from the face <laughs> well again even like the, I can't remember the guy who plays it. Um, that character was really great, mm. and like Ray Romano and oh, I think that was wrong. I think it's Bobby Cannaval. I think that was his name. Oh, the, the, the the actor. Yeah, he's yeah. Well, he's the guy who, at the start, like hooked him up with the stakes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that well, was, I'm talking was about. Good. Um, I think it's Stephen Graham. Is the the like the rival guy who he goes to prison with and is oh like um to... is that the one where yeah yeah they're, they're sat in yeah in in in, the, in in like the like the lunch bit of the prison and then yeah like, yeah and he, he and put, they get yeah. that fight like he was really great like Jesse Plemons I think is like everyone was really really great in that film the one weird thing is all over the advertising it's been like Robert De Niro Al Pacino Joe Pesci and Harvey Keitel like I just saw a picture from a magazine of them four and um Scorsese. Yeah. And then watching it, I think Harvey Keitel's in it for like maybe two minutes. I like, thought that. Obviously Pacino I don't think and De Niro. He has a line yeah. of dialogue. Oh he might do. I, 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 it's such a long film, I can't remember. 
No, yeah, but I, I thought I he mean. was going to be like really important in it, and he's just not. Yeah, well, I first thing is it like this film? Like, look, like, like they probably did have confidence in it, obviously, but they did play on nostalgia, obviously, because Scorsese, Pacino, and De Niro, obviously, that's like a legendary combo, isn't it? That's getting Harvey Cartel, Cartel in there as well, and um, Joe, Joe, Joe Pesci. Yeah, it's just um, what they're trying to do. But yeah, you're right. I think I saw him in there for about for a five minute shot. Yeah, I I couldn't tell you anything that he does in that movie apart from there's that one shot where he's like sat at a table, like it. I, considering he again in this photo that I saw, I can't. I might have been from Vanity Fair or something. I can't remember. But it's like playing off. He's a big cast member and stuff like that. That it's just odd because Al Pacino, De Niro, and Joe Pesci and Scorsese are enough to sell the movie. Yeah, exactly. Why do you need I don't more? understand why they also need him. And that happens. So- I think it is like Scorsese going back to what he wants to. Yeah, but Davin so much so. There was one. Fa- I don't know if you've heard about this. I think it's a few years back. There was a. Fa- it, was, it was a. It was a film. It, w- it wasn't a good film, by the way. It was like a really low, more of a low budget film, and it had Jesse Jesse Eisenberg in it. Yeah, it was, I think it was him. Yeah, and I and, remember which one you're talking about. Yeah, and it, I think it was like some cabin in the woods sort of film. I think I could be completely wrong there, but they slapped his face on the cover and put his name over it, even though he's in the film for about twenty minutes. I think it wasn't it like his first, one of his first. Um... Like, what? Like performances in the film, or? Yeah, one of his first performances, like when he was up and coming. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and then and then after doing like Zombielands, he became like a big deal, and so they retroactively were like, "Oh, we'll put him on the poster or something." Wasn't it that? Yeah, I think it was that. But you look at everything; that's just completely misselling the film. Like, it's, it's yeah, it's it's like, it's like going to this film Irishman now and expecting Harvey Keitel to be the main character, and it's clearly one of them anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just it really did confuse me of like how much he's being promoted as like one of the major stars, and he's obviously in the movie. But yeah, I was surprised at how little he did. Oh yeah, yeah, I was surprised. Well, you think like, well, I, that's another thing I got to say actually, because I said I, I, I don't know what, how much you knew, but I didn't really research this film. I just obviously knew who was on the poster. I knew he was going to be. In it. I didn't. Watch, I didn't watch a trailer. I went completely blind. And I was surprised I saw there was a, a, a Wayward Mano in it as well. I was like, well, well he's, he's, he's doing stuff still. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know. Yeah, no, I I knew what was going on through, like, you know, listening to podcasts or listen like, the news popping up and that sort of thing. Like, I knew roughly what was going on, mm. that sort of thing, like the production, the de-aging, that sort of thing. But I didn't know specifics and that stuff. That, like, yeah, Ray Romano was a surprise and he was great. Yeah, and then Although I did look up that like Ice Age was his first film role. Like I thought that was one of the things that like he'd been working for. Wait, that was years. his first ever film role. I don't know. I I have a feeling it is because I looked it up. Because I was I assumed it was a case of like oh he was an actor who had like a lot of a lot of credit who was a proper prestigious actor and he is because of everybody loves Raymond. Which yeah, was, obviously you know. that's a classic. I love that. But then I assumed he was like, you know, in that Scorsese bunch as well but then i looked up and the first thing he did pretty much was ice age like that, that sort of probably would be fair actually because i know very well as like raymond that's what i mean but i didn't know he was gonna be in this film because i don't really see him a lot i see him popping on interviews on chat shows where i'm thinking i didn't know you were in a film or a new series coming up i just didn't know mm, and like, not, I, I'm, I'm not i'm not dismissing him i think i think he's really good well he was in um the big sick recently which i thought was really good and he was really good in it of course yeah that's why i was like oh i i assumed he had this like quite prestigious like filmography of just stuff that i hadn't seen then looking up his his actual filmography like 
TV, he did a lot in comedy. Yeah, of course. You know, everybody loves Raymond, and that carried over into tons of episodes and stuff, and that sort of thing. But then, largely, it's been the Ice Age and hmm. stuff. But, I, but st- I don't know. He's, I, he has struck me in the last two things I've seen him in. He's been really, really great. That oh yeah, he's a great actor, I believe. Yeah, he should be in more stuff, really. Mm. But um, another thing I'll say, well, like um, another actor which keeps popping up in everything I watch recently, especially is um, I, I think his name is uh, Jesse Plemons. Uh, and yeah, he, yeah, he, he's in everything lately. It surprised, surprised me so much. He's great. He's Meth Damon, isn't he? He's what? Sorry, Meth Damon. He was in um, Breaking Bad. Of course, he yeah. A bit like Matt Damon, everyone called him Meth Damon. I, did, I didn't know that was actually a thing. <laughs> yeah, he's he's Meth great. Damon. Oh yeah, he's, he's well good. Yeah, cause I, um, one of the first things I saw him Breaking Bad. Now, I think the next one after that I saw him in would have been Black Mirror. You know, you know, you know the USS Callister. Oh yeah, yeah. Which obviously that was a bit of a meta episode, but I still loved him in it. It was really good. Oh, see, the thing that I sort of associate knowing him from like he was in the master but the thing i mainly think of is um the second season of fargo he's one of the main guys in that and he's i've not seen that yet i need to watch really that great. yeah yeah uh, him the first and, season him and oh god i've forgotten the name now kirsten dunce kirsten dunce yeah yeah are the main two in like the second season of fargo and he's really great in that and then since then i've like really noticed him yeah he, 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 in, he... In stuff. I mean, he's not really had like a main role in anything yet. He's been a lot of good, good, good side characters though. Good, well, good ones, yeah. Well, then after Fargo, he was in Game Night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was. Oh, that. Was, oh, yeah. I forgot when you saw that a couple of years ago, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, it was terrible. It was, he... it was a terrible film. But it was like. <laughs> but then the main thing I think of now, like, which is kind of a main role, is he was in Vice. He was the guy who. Oh my God! Yeah, that, that's what I saw. Donated him. his heart to Dick Cheney or whatever. He was like the narrator. But that's kind of, I think of Fargo, then I think of that. But then looking back through, he's been in so much stuff that I've seen. Like, Yeah, he pops in everything. Again, I hope, I hope to see more of him, though. Yeah, yeah well, I think that, like, Vice, and, I think Game Night and Vice and, like, Irishman and Breaking Bad and stuff have sort of hopefully shown that he is a, a great actor. Because I do think he is, like, I think he's really good. I think he's really good. No, especially I liked him as well in um uh, in El Camino. He was good in that. I'll, especially that bit where he's in the car just singing. <laughs> mm. He's gonna be in Jungle Cruise apparently. In Jungle. Oh, oh, is that the one? Um, is that Dwayne Johnson and, and uh, what's the name? Uh, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Yeah. yeah, like based on the Disney ride, isn't it? Yeah. I have been in that ride, and I can tell you, I cannot see how they get a film out of it, but I'll be. They can surprise me. <laughs> I mean, I think they're gonna get a film out of it. In that it's a boat like i think the whole part of it is just a like, boat well i think the whole part of it isn't like she it's essentially like the mummy of her and her brother are like going to try and find something and they hire brendan frazier or the rock to like take them to the jungle or whatever and it just happens to That's be on, on a boat like i think it's essentially going to be like the mummy Either which well, i'm down I'll, for I'll probably really see, yeah. and also um, Dwayne johnson plays Dwayne johnson and everything so i'm always up for that True. And yeah. Emily Blunt's really good and Yeah. I think Jack Whitehall's in it. Is he actually? Yeah. Oh, he's wow. playing a, he's playing there's a lot of stuff in the press a while ago because he's playing a gay character, I think, and it would be the first openly gay character in a Disney film. Oh no wait, is oh wait, so I'm thinking obviously of being played by a straight Yeah, man. which is getting called a bit of backlash. Like some I remember there being some sort of 
uh, issue in in the marketing for that, I think. God. But yeah, like but I, I, I swear... What's what I say is openly gay. I know there was obviously hints that... Um, was it Gaston, you know, in um, Beauty and the Beast, that, that, the, the cat, he was like, Gaston's like lucky, wasn't he? Yeah, I think that, that it was... It, well, I think, like, he is gay. I think they did say, like, oh, yeah, Lafoy or... What was his name? Was it Lafoy? I think... I just, know it's, I just know it's Josh Gad. Yeah, Josh Gad. Yeah. Um, in the Beauty and Beast, I think they were like, "Oh yeah, he's gay," but he never like outwardly say he was gay. Yeah, yeah. But um, Jack Whitehall's character, I think, is is either outwardly gay or has like a coming out scene or something hmm. in the film, and there was a bit of backlash because people were like, "Oh, it's going to be a straight man playing a camp gay character." as the first representation of gay like hmm. that that i don't know i well, I, I'm, I'm interested I wonder if that's maybe why because in the trailer i think he's in like you catch like a glimpse of him that i wonder if they've downplayed him a little bit in the marketing to avoid that maybe i think that's why i, I, like, I don't know i think that's why i love our talks because we literally went from the irishman to talking about john cruise and jack Wild being a gay character in it <laughs> we did i think paul giamatti's also in it as well is he actually Jungle Cruise and Jesse Plemons. There you go. Oh, I'm interested in that. Yeah. I don't know. I think I have totally have the feeling that Jungle Cruise could just be like the mummy of just like kind of crappy, kind of corny, kind of like cheesy, but just like fun adventure. And I'm kind of down for that. I'm I down think. for that. Well, we should probably get back to Irishman, shouldn't we? But either way, Jungle Cruise is definitely getting with you. <laughs> yeah, when it comes out. I don't know when it comes yeah. out. I think. I, I know it's next year. I, I, my guess probably be, my guess. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, I'm guess like March time, maybe spring. You know, fair. Yeah, but yeah. Ever, um, but yeah. Um, I think as well. Like, um, I was, I wish it was well in, in the Irishman that there was a lot more more humour going along. I know it's not supposed to be a humorous film, but there was there was some good little jokes and stuff in there that were throughout it. Like, mm. one of my favourite scenes was definitely when Pacino. Um, uh, sort of lost it in his office, and he was like, you know, talking to his henchman, going, going like, yeah, fucks, yeah, fucks, like literally swearing at them all. And Daniel walks out, and he's like, don't talk to me like that. He went, no, you know, I didn't mean you. Then you meant me. No, come back and fuck. Like, going like, no, come back. No, cause you know, I didn't mean that. <laughs> I think that is Scorsese's, like, re- that's what I think Scorsese's quite good at, like the funny how scene. And I think a lot of Wolf of Wall Street is pretty funny. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. Well, my favorite scene has to be when um, he, uh, they're high on those um, kills. Sorry? Yeah, when they take the quaaludes and he's trying to get in his car. He's going, FBI! <laughs> <laughs> but even, like, The Departed has some funny stuff in it. and Yeah, he, he's uh, I like Scorsese. What I will say is, I watched The Irishman on Thursday morning into afternoon. It's literally right when it came out. Yeah, yeah. but Wednesday night, because I completely forgot it was coming out. Hmm. Until you said, oh, The Irishman comes out today. Maybe we could talk about it. So that's when I watched it. Like, yeah. I completely, completely forgot. So on Wednesday night, I happened to have watched The Godfather. <laughs> oh, so yeah, like and... a comparison. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that was the thing of, like, the whole time for The Irishman, I was like, I've got The Godfather in my head. And again, I think <laughs> that Irishman's great. But, but, but it's not Godfather. <laughs> it's not the best, I don't think. No, yeah, no, it's me. Like, I, I like... um. Yeah, I, I I do really like the film, but like, yeah, it's just it's it's definitely not as it's definitely up there, but it's not his best work at, by no means at all, and that's not like an insult at all. It's just it's just what it is, isn't it? Because he's got he's got some high he set himself a high bar anyway. It's hard well, to that is the thing is, I think most Martin Scorsese films are uh, great. I think he is like one of the best working directors at the moment. 
Mm. I think I think the Irishman is great. I just think the runtime and kind of the fact that that it's similar to other stuff that he's done kind of I don't know. I, I think it's really awesome, but and I would say to people like, Oh yeah, if you like these sort of movies or if you like Martin Scorsese, I'd definitely say watch it. But I don't think I will ever watch it again. And I can't see myself like after tea like sitting down with some mates and be like, Oh, should we watch a film? Yeah, let's put on the Irishman. I can never see myself saying that. No, I can't. It'll, it'll be like a couple of years. One of those films, I remember like uh, when we saw, um, obviously again, good film, not long yet, you know, like, like Moonlight, those sort, of, those sort of films where you watch them yeah. once and you'd be like, oh, I'll watch that again in a couple of years' time maybe. Or, you know, if you just, yeah. It's not something you got to jump back to straight away, I wouldn't say. No. But even then, like The Irishman, because it is it is a commitment. It's like three hours that, even something like Moonlight where I'm like, okay, I don't need to see that for a couple of years. The Irishman, in a couple of years, I might be like, oh, I haven't watched The Irishman. Put it on and go. Oh, oh it's three hours. Oh, it's quite a, oh. like it is. You do have to dedicate an evening to it, type thing. What I find funny though is that some point asked me, and it's completely true. You probably agree with this. Okay, so we're sitting there going, "Oh, for enough hour film. Oh no, I can't do it. It's too much." But if that was released as a three-part miniseries, we would have binged it. True. I mean, again, and also like I watched it. It's more just what is included in it. The thing with the three-part miniseries is it's got divides. Well, generally an episode ends with, oh my God, something shocking's about to happen. Tune in next week to find out. That's very the thing true. with a three-hour movie is they don't have to do that every like hour. That With a series, there's often twists and turns, and I think more happens in a series. Whereas a movie, if after the like, after one of the scenes where Robert De Niro chats to, Mar- to Al Pacino and they just ended the episode, I don't know if I'd be that infused to check out the next episode. No, I I completely get that, yeah. But, um... Like you would have to end it on dramatic notes, type thing. Yeah, but I do think as but well. I definitely but... would have watched, binge watched it as well, probably. But... Yeah, that's that's the only thing. Like that's what I'm like as well. Like, I've I've done four where it's obviously as well as we both know, amazing series, Ash vs Evil Dead. That's got that's gonna get mentioned a lot, but yeah, um, I obviously binge the second season. Obviously, with ten episodes about. 20, 25, 22, 25 minutes a piece. I binged I so, that. Yeah, I binged that in a day, the whole season. Yeah, and... but again, if you were to detail the plot and what happens in the action in The Irishman compared to the plot and the detail of what happens in the entirety of season two of Ash vs. Evil Dead, Ash putting, Ash putting a his head lot guy's more ass. happens yeah. in Ash vs. <laughs> Evil Dead. Yeah, he cuts his hand a bit. So I need to see what season three. Oh, it's so good. I'm mm. so sad that that we will never get a season four. I know. Uh, yeah, but a tear will be shed. I know. I, I was so so sad. It's such a good show. Mm. Yeah. Um. Also, with like um in, in the well, I did like. I thought there was. I was thinking like they could go on, but again, I wish there was some. I wish I kept something more because there was some great short-term characters introduced throughout. Like I loved. He's only in. A, I'm not going wrong yet. I think it's about 15, 20 minutes. It was uh, Tony the Blonde, which was a mental guy. Do you remember him? What happened? Uh... There was a lot of Tonys. That's what, that's what the best joke is from. Oh, he, he invited uh, Tony, 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 and Tony. And also, there's a lot of times where, like, someone turns up. I had the same thing with The Godfather, admittedly, as I had the other one. Where someone turns up and you're like, oh, they're kind of cool. And then, like, they get killed off and you're like, Oh, did they actually do anything? Like, <laughs> like Harvey Keitel's character. I'm like, they turn up and I'm like, oh, it's Harvey Keitel. And at the end of the film, I'm like, oh wait, yeah, what did he do at all? I can't remember his name. I can't remember what yeah. he did. 
I yeah. can't remember if you like hooked him up with someone. I can't remember that there's a lot of that. Mm. But I will say, also, um, yeah, because there's a lot, a lot of Tonys and a lot of like interesting characters again. Like they, they had interesting little quirks. It, nearly every single sort of mobster had the attitude of like, um, literally like, um, are you talking to me? Like, you know, probably like, you know, like they got aggressive no matter what. And then Daniel usually tried to defuse it. Mm. And then um, I will say this well, actually, um, well, that's another thing. It probably wasn't supposed to be funny, but it was just. I know it sounds terrible, but do you want any scene where obviously he was obviously when he was a hitman and he had to attack someone or fight someone? I think because obviously Daniel has obviously been de-aged, he looks younger, but then he still moves like an old man. Uh, I was, was going to say, yeah. Yeah, because there's a scene at the beginning of the film where it's things like, obviously his daughter got shoved, I think, in a sh- by a shop owner. And he goes down yeah, the street and, and like pulling the street, he's like kicking him like, oh my god, yeah, you get it. He's like kicking the street and like it looked really jittery and like he's walking. Even when he like shooting people, he just walks around like a bit like funny. Like it's it's like it reminds me of when in Blade Runner twenty forty nine when um Harrison Ford doing his little run. <laughs> well, the main thing that that reminds me of because I do think that is an issue of like the de-aging generally wasn't noticed until they had to do like action stuff because they still move like old men. And yeah. that reminds me of Captain Marvel of like the whole time you're like, oh Samuel Jackson legitimately looks like. A young man like oh this is really awesome and then it comes to the fight scene and he moves like a 70 year old man yeah because i keep Ooh, forgetting... like an athletic 70 year old man yeah but 70 year old man i keep forgetting he's 70 he's he, he's but... getting on yeah yeah but then like you can really notice it in like the fight scenes the action scenes that like oh clearly this is a 70 year old man who you know isn't <laughs> in like who is in good shape but not the best athletic shape that i think that's when it becomes really noticeable and i did notice it a lot of like those times where de niro especially would get in a fight or run or something and or when Al Pacino threw himself across the table to attack that guy, and I was like, yeah. Al Pacino wouldn't do that. The dude's like <laughs> late sixties, early seventies. I don't think he launched himself across. I, I did the think table. that, and the problem as well was like, um, obviously, you could tell um, that the film spanned from what I'd say, didn't it? Probably start when Daniel was like in his thirties or something, and then obviously forties maybe, and then went obviously into his like his like his eighties, whatever it was. Obviously, I didn't get quite, I didn't quite know the time frame. Yeah, but um. Yeah, because when you, when you watch them age, the hair's getting a bit darker and stuff. And the aging effects are really good, obviously, except for the eyes. We've obviously discussed that. But um, yeah, I couldn't quite tell what age they were at certain bits. So I was going like, wait, because it wasn't like you're old. This is this is this is now this year. It's now this year. It just kind of jumps forward without any saying anything. And you're going, mm. oh wait, did they age ten years? What what? Yeah, the, yeah. There was moments where I kind of divided the film into like four parts, and I feel like there might have been more than that. Yeah, uh, like that. Him with his like young child daughter and him with his Anna Paquin daughter didn't seem like that drastic a age difference in Robert De Niro. Yeah, I noticed that, especially with like um, uh, I think it was when well, okay, I think it was it was um parts in it where it was uh, uh Pacino's wife towards the film. I was going, well, is it well, his new wife or again I lost a bit of track there. Yeah, when I looked at him, went, you've not aged that much. You you're, you're a younger wife, but. He still should be old now, I think. Well, I don't know, yeah, yeah, but it was little things uh, really, uh, but nitpicking. Well, that's the thing, it's like, it's also you know that the age that, like, when Al Pacino launches himself across the table and gets in a fight on the floor and they only shoot, like, the back of his head and you never see his face. Yeah. I was more just laughing at, like, ah, oh, that's kind of funny. They obviously had to hide who that <laughs> actually is. But it wasn't, like, terrible. I wasn't like, oh my God, this is so bad. Like, I still think. Martin yeah. Scorsese had like a good handle on how to shoot that and how to, and like when he beats up that guy in the street, it is like you notice it's old man De Niro beating him up, not young man De Niro. Yeah, definitely. But it's still like 
you you know the moment in the scene you see his daughter's reaction you see how like extreme he goes that it it it's noticeable but it's not bad i don't think yeah i completely agree well, it's also what... you just have to accept that as well like to get these films with these actors who give up great performances and they are older then you're just gonna have to accept that robert de niro at 76 or however old he is can't run like a 20 year old i, I think but... the only thing obviously i understand obviously that the, the why you want to do that because obviously it's great isn't it to get the actors to play also it's a, bit of a, a challenge as well for the actors to do, to do that but we've gone to a point now where years back obviously you would like like godfather you you have a young version a younger actor playing the younger version or vice versa yeah. of certain characters but then now is this necessity we're like oh we need digital digi- ages going like why not give an actor a chance to play like i wouldn't mind it if they got like a young actor to play nick fury like you know for 40 years younger or whatever or um or like oh, i think what, what, what gets me isn't, isn't isn't there isn't there a film coming out well it's been production of james dean and they're digitally yeah. that's wrong because why don't you get an actor like for example james franco played james dean i think back in the 90s or something in the tv film was really good well, that is because, largely because, what film is that being made for? What's that, sorry? Like, the film that they cast James Dean in. Oh, right. Have you heard, have you heard about it before they just randomly announced they were going to cast James Dean? No, I hadn't. No, but uh, do you know about it now? Yeah, okay, yeah, I got a fair point now. Got a fair point. That is enti- <laughs> I guarantee that is entirely what it is. Because it's also... I listened to another podcast where they discuss this as well. Like, I don't think that movie's supposed to come out like March, and it hasn't so shot March. yet or something. I, I can't remember when it's supposed to be out, but it's supposed to be out soonish. <laughs> that just shows. Uh, I thought it was in pre-production. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be out at a point where they should have probably started filming or pre-production at least, like heavy pre-production. And it isn't that. It honestly is like, oh, we'll do a movie with James Dean. Everyone's talking about it, and then we can get money for doing it. Like. I honestly think it's way more a marketing thing than they decided to use James Dean. I think they were like, right. look at all this de-aging stuff we can do and like digital recreation. No, we'll just say we're going to do that. That's fair, fair enough. It, I honestly think that's what it is. But it's also but, it, it, it's the same as well with um, uh, Peter Cushing in Rogue One as well, and I thought that was wrong, wrong to be fair. Well, that's the thing is, is something like Samuel Jackson or Peter Cushing or Carrie Fisher in in those films is it's really difficult because Samuel Jackson is quite... Like, we know what he looks like. He's been in a ton of movies. (laughs) Well, also in just, like, the Marvel Universe. He's been in so many movies. But suddenly having a younger actor who generally doesn't look that similar... Like, often younger versions of characters don't look that similar. Like, Robert De Niro doesn't look like... Doesn't look that similar, like similar yeah. enough, but not identical. It's a rare occasion, as well as also like in Man Black Three when um, Josh Brolin played um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, a little bit, but yeah, yeah. But like, it's. I think that the issue with like them is if you get a young actor to come in, it, it's a lot more noticeable because you've seen them in these productions before. Like you've seen Samuel Jackson in however many Marvel movies he was in before Captain Marvel, to suddenly have him played by a different actor who looks a bit different is quite jarring. Yeah. That I think with this, you don't have that. That you could have had younger versions. Like, Or what I thought would have been kind of cool is just having a film about old mobsters who are getting to a... Like... Yeah, I, I generally thought it was going to be about... Obviously, I had no idea about The Irishman. Obviously, I had the title. I didn't know it was based on a true story. 
I generally thought it was going to be about these old guys. Yeah, I thought it was going to be... I I kind of... I didn't think it was going to be because I knew about the film beforehand, like yeah. I said, but I think it would have been interesting that a whole idea of like these eight gangsters who are sort of aging out of the business and a lot of these young guns are coming in and changing the game type thing and they're sort of still in that in a different world almost and like that that would i think be an interesting story to tell with these actors than maybe having them younger but again the irishman is still pretty good that clearly it it worked i think overall like i think like pretty much like say overall like um if you if you had to give the film a rating out of 10 let's get that sort of score what would you give it from your first viewing obviously sometimes we think it comes to get a different score but as a country stands what would you rate it um i would say like a seven i'm on the same boat as you i think so i'm like a seven or eight i think i think that it would be better again the whole film is, is great but again i could i could that's proven wrong i think there's some unnecessary scenes in there if it was shortened i might have a give it more stronger eight, an eight out of ten possibly yeah i don't know i'm just thinking like 3.5 out of five sounds like about right i think I don't think it's a perfect movie. Maybe like a four out of five. Like, yeah, it was really, it was entertaining when I watched it, and the performances are amazing, and it's well shot, obviously. And and oh yeah, this is definitely the, one the of the story like... is also interesting. I just think it lags in places that could have maybe been cut out. Yeah, I think some bits need a bit more, a bit more excitement in it overall. And uh, but I would say though, it's nice to see you probably this to see De Niro doing using his act for some acting chops again lately. Well, he, that's the thing absolute is, shite over the past few years. Well, Robert De Niro has not been too bad, has it? Is the main thing was Al Pacino. Of Al Pacino, I think recently at least has had a real, like, the joke of him and like chewing the scenery and being way over the top and like yeah. doing stuff like Jack and Jill and that sort of thing. Like Robert De Niro, I, I, did, I forgot he did that. Yeah. Like Silver Linings Playbook and Joker, and he did, yeah, he's good in Joker. But you all said, well, the funny day, Grandpa. That was like, what are you doing? True, but then Al Pacino did like Jack and Jill. And... Actually, this is terrible. I know, I know, Sean links that. Yeah, but that scene in the Irishman where I saw him in the car wearing that check jacket, I instantly thought of Day Grandpa. <laughs> I hate that movie. Is, I hate it well, well, actually, it's not. Don't defend it. Not... <laughs> well, no, it's not like that terrible. It's... Like it's not Jack and Jill level unwatchable, unwatchable type thing. That I think yeah. that like I don't know. It, there is sort of these actors who are great actors, but recently have kind of, for whatever reason, have uh, sort of latched onto more goofier, goofier roles and have been parodied so often or whatever that like it. It's just nice to see them back on like top form and showing that they still mm. can be definitely amazing yeah so i'd say overall like um we'll, we'll wrap up there with, with the irishman it's definitely worth seeing obviously on netflix that's a great thing as well i don't i would have liked to have seen it in the cinema but i feel like i'd need to see it like like a, like a sort of midday things it's obviously it's a long or it was things where you might need it to feel like a um a, a double bill where you get intermission in between i might i might need that. I, I don't know about that I just more think that like it's a film that if I went to see it at cinema, you'd have to be like, "Cool, we're going to go on like this evening, like this evening, yeah, whole, whole evening thing." Like you'd go at like seven and you'd come out at ten type thing. That like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I but, like like I think it would have been good in the cinema, but 
I don't know. Uh, having it on Netflix is kind of nice, I guess. It is nice. What? Yeah. It's, I, I do. I, I, I am liking some of these Netflix films, though. But um, yeah, there's some films where like um, this one's fine on Netflix because it's quite a chill and calm film. Like you know, um, well not calm. You know what I mean? It's got it's a sort of like quite a casual film. But um, like if you saw like a big epic cine- like big cinematic film, then cinema's obviously the place to be. Like I couldn't like it'd be a waste. Like if you like, for example, didn't put like Dunkirk or Blade One in cinema. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of Thing. Well, it just elevates everything. Like I've seen Apocalypse Now so many times, and I really love that movie. And mm. then in June, July, something like that, I got to go see it in the cinema. Oh, really? How was that? Like, oh, it was incredible! Incredible. Like that's the thing. Is like I love that movie. It's so amazing. But seeing it like so much bigger, and it, it just like heightened it to another level. Type of thing. I know. And when you saw it as well. Um... Uh, uh, was it um, uh, uh, down for 4K or was it um, just like a just, just put in cinema? I think it was a 4K. I think it was at, like for the 75th anniversary oh. or something. Maybe not the 75th anniversary. The 75th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, no, I stopped saying that. It might be like 25th anniversary. I can't remember. God, 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 how long ago was that? Uh, uh, how, uh, how was Marlon Brando? <laughs> what in in yeah? <laughs> yeah I how mean, do you know? <laughs> he might be really old. He's a chameleon actor. <laughs> He's an actor who can play anything. No, it was hmm. uh, this year, so I think it was like 4K release and in IMAX. I'm very jealous. I, I, I'd like to see I've not seen Apocalypse Mouth now for quite a while, but I'd like to see that again, definitely. Yeah, it was like the the final cut 4K in IMAX that like it just hit. Hmm. was yeah. incredible. Nice, yeah. But yeah, so well, for Irishman, like, before, we, before we, like, we sort of wrap it up, like, uh, any last thoughts on it you want to say? Or can we cover most things? Um, no, I don't think so. That Jesse Eisenberg film <laughs> that he was in was called Camp Hell. Camp, oh, Camp Hell? Yeah, Camp Hell. That sounds shocking. I think we should review that at some point. Or Camp Hope. Either Camp- or. Oh, wait, what? Hope or hell? How can you have two different <laughs> Because it says it was, the film was pre- <laughs> previously titled Camp Hope, and this poster here says Camp Hope, but it says Camp Hell, so I don't know. Well, I'm definitely researching that later. <laughs> yeah, and he sued them. So I don't blame them. Don't blame him. I mean, I kind of do a little bit. Like they used you to sell the movie, but you were still in the movie. I don't know if you have to sell, like, sue them for three million or whatever. Okay, yeah, so fair play. He wasn't a film, I suppose. I suppose you could. Like, be... I can I can understand them being like, oh, this is a film that's not connected to Jesse Eisenberg in any way, and we're going to market on him. But he was in the film. He did agree to do the film and do the film. <laughs> that is but yeah, true. They, they yeah. used him to promote it. But I don't know if that's three million. No, I didn't realize it was three million. Okay, that's a bit far. Maybe well, most like an apology right. and like change and just remove the just remove the marketing campaign. Yeah, I mean, like Robin Williams did the same thing for Aladdin, pretty much, didn't he? Did kind of. Did he actually? Well, uh, he agreed to do the genie on the condition that like they wouldn't really use him for the. He couldn't appear in like a certain amount of the trailer, and he could only appear on like less than twenty five percent of the poster or something like that. He couldn't be used in like the selling of toys or marketing of the movie. Really, even though that was like one of his, not arguably one of his best performances of his career, one of them. That's not. Yeah, his but best. I think I think his point was he didn't want it to be like oh based genie on him with a la- yeah that I think he was like look I don't want the poster to be like just genie and then like a little tiny Aladdin in the corner. So I think he said all that, and then Disney didn't agree to it, which is why he didn't come back for the sequel. Oh, fair enough. Oh. But then they apologised, and I think he got sent like a Picasso painting. And wait, what? Yeah, the, the head of the, the head of Disney or someone in Disney got then like 
left and got replaced. What a life. And they <laughs> issued like a public apology and they gave him like an original Picasso painting and said like sorry and that's why he came back in the third film. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Right, I think we we'll end there. And um yeah, so yeah, that was our review of the Irishman and George, I'll see you next time. Yep. I did have a thing. One oh. last thing. Yep. Cause last week I watched I say last week. This week <laughs> I watched um Little Rascals, which is that nineties movie I about like, remember that. kids. It's it's shockingly still pretty bad. But it's a film that like I think when I went to a kids' club over summer, like while my parents were working, that was like one of the six DVDs they had, so I watched it a bunch. And it's it's pretty bad, but they all have like dumb names. Like one of them's called like Spanky, or one of them's called like Uh huh, because he just says like Uh huh a lot. That <laughs> I was then thinking of what our names would be if we were in like a <laughs> in like an eighties like kids club type thing. What did you think of him? Well, it would you would be Stutter. Oh, why? Because you stutter, and I would be like Chunk or Porky or something. Because there is a kid called Porky in one of in in Little Rascals, but he's not like a fat kid. He's just he's just Porky. Kid. He's just called Porky. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why. There's one called Buckwheat. I don't know if that. I don't know. But that's what I was. It would be stutter I, and Porky. I know what happened though. We could. So our first video, we, we or audio, we couldn't do one video without you mentioning stutter. Could we? No. Could do well, one. that's what I was. That could be a name, though. Stutter and Porky. <laughs> Stutter and Porky. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Real Rewind, where you can tune into new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Anchor, and Radio Public. Please follow Real Rewind on Facebook at The Real Rewind on Twitter and Real underscore Rewind on Instagram. See you soon. <laughs>